0: welcome to unmuzzled chat for the second time potentially today considering uh already made a little rant if you haven't checked it out yet regarding youtube anywho the reason for me to be back on today was there was a, a lot of things as i've listened to that lime episode uh important information i didn't bring up so I created a list here of just some facts, some things I personally have dealt with and information I I feel, oh my gosh, important just to, to get out. So let's try to run through this real quick. Um, the greatest challenge with Lyme at times, even more so than the disease itself, has been the people around me not getting it not understanding. It's a tough one. Because it's like I look fine on the outside. So people tend to just treat me as though everything's okay, that I'm okay. What's wrong with you? And it's more so (laughs) In my head or what have you, and oh, I'd have a hard time articulating truthfully how tough that's been. Like I don't know if this helps bring things into light, but it's like a cancer patient wouldn't be made out to be the issue of their own battle, right? What like an ass we would be. To treat as treat them as though they were. So like in a way, with this other disease that isn't necessarily like like that's going on. So why why is it not necessarily understood or grasped with Lyme, but yet we rightfully like feel for those that are fighting cancer i i mean i guess it boils down to awareness right we are in the know we know how life-threatening cancer is we know how impacting it is so hence i suppose why i feel on fire to uh Be blasting this on uh, this platform so one crazy fun fact about lyme is is it that it mimics or in fact causes over 300 other illnesses that all kind of encompass under the umbrella of like your immune system like immune related illnesses that obviously leads to a high level of uh, the misdiagnosing and never actually getting to the root of the issue. So, sorry if these points are going to jump around here a bit, but bear with me. Every single treatment that I have done up to this point has been entirely out of my own pocket. Now I'm going into year three, of treatment since my my diagnosis, and um, I'd actually be scared to put pen to paper and find out the actual numbers. But I've spent well over six figures at this point, and you can only imagine the impact that's had—not just financially. It's just uh, really tough. I've been very committed, obviously, to finding my health and my wellness because my life has de- been depending on just that. Like, I'm. I'm just trying to make it clear that this has been a battle for my very life. I I want you to think about for just a moment how all this directly impacts kind of all aspects to life, relationally and your, your typical activities that you love and enjoy, but also how it directly impacts actually bringing in money, like your job your ability to work, your time from work, considering the demand on the treatment protocols themselves, It just leads to your bank account just bleeding. It's like you're hemorrhaging all these funds with all this treatment just being out of pocket. So there's, it's kind of like a double whammy In in that regard. No doubt. This is one of the attributors. Twilight. Specifically. Is so heavily correlated to suicide. It's kind of just like who can really afford this. It's it's just wild. Shouldn't this be a non issue compared to fighting the actual life threatening disease itself. So let's just switch gears for a second. Um, last summer, actually, not this one, we're just leaving. So it was like the summer of 2022. Um, I spent Over six months, just to give an example to the types of impact, like treatments and what have you. I spent six months leaving everything behind, staying in this very tiny camper. I'll give you, I mean, there's not much to see. I got maybe seven feet to me this way that includes a twin bed. I believe it's actually smaller than a twin bed. A shower I could barely turn around in but it's it's got the basics but uh, i spent six months last summer up in idaho leaving everything behind doing a treatment protocol i'm grateful for the experience and they're they're absolutely amazing people And, and i was supposed to be there it was part of my healing journey no doubt but uh you know just There's a lot of people that are traveling from not just other states but other countries to be right here in Scottsdale Dia Invita Clinic. So there's mega sacrifice being had. So yeah, it's no secret. For those that know me, like fighting this disease has left me near financial ruin. But um, that's all okay. I'm not here to play my violin again. Like, it's... It could all be amazing as long as we can bring awareness so others don't have to go through the same... like... financial struggles. Like, Like, once we bring awareness and, say, insurance covers, like, you know, obviously that could greatly benefit others. So just uh, time we do our part, right? So in a way, it's like you can see what I'm saying here. It's like, come on. The least we can do is set down what we are doing, even for a bit, and help spread awareness. Just getting this out so others can find health not risking everything. Guys, I want you to know I'm extremely grateful for your time here today. Thank you. I appreciate you. But please just take a moment to send this out to some people you know. To help others futuristically. Yes, even if you only know a few people, it will help more than you know. And if you wanna help me, then come join us, follow us. Click the follow thingy. None of this even costs you a penny. And I feel it's key to move things in the right direction. Join me on this podcast. Tell your story. I believe we all, being the unmuzzled, slowly building community, are also excited to have you on your story does matter. Imagine how many people you can help with your shares your personal story. (sighs) Okay, let's switch gears here. I uh, actually had just this train of thought. And I threw it down in here. And I was like, wow, maybe there's something to this, maybe not. Maybe it's just my brain, so I'm just inviting you on in there. Kind of how this ticker works. Rusty gears and all. But I had this interesting thought. That we attribute genetics and gene pools passing down things like cancer. That it's like hereditary Ooh, hereditary, right? Something to think about. We know Lyme causes cancer, and that Lyme specifically is being passed down from parents to siblings to their children. Couldn't this, in fact, be the actual culprit as to why cancer would seem to be hereditary? Maybe it's something that we're just like we're we're missing the deeper rooted issue. I mean it might be too too early to determine whether that's a worthy thought or not, but I just wanted to throw it in there. All right, switching gears back to um kinda my current protocol. I just really hadn't gone over that. I touched on that other episode about Lyme. A lot of things that were out like being done. My current protocol and we'll see. I mean it's a long list as far as like the orals and what like what I'm going what I'm specifically taking. But just to give a general idea, for over two months now I've been on this regiment. I mean, thank God it's had this terrific like positive effect but it's been very involved I'm taking over 40 capsules like these supplements and tinctures and it's over 40 of them every morning in fact it it I got to I've had to up my eating in the morning even to get this down without it coming back up like having an unsettling unsettled stomach and yeah it's very it's very challenging but uh yeah there's over or 27 I believe I'm taking just before bed which I also need to be taking with food uh there's a few I'm taking at lunch and then also ones between meals it's a very kind of full-time regiment but it's been a hundred percent worth it. So over the last month or so, we started doing IVs like IV bags twice a week. This has had also a very profound positive effect. And I think that's really what's with that in combination of this like oral protocol really almost balance things out. I'm going to draw in the air here for those that are listening, but it's like you got the starting point down here. This is what was explained to me by a doctor. Um, originally, the the main one that gave me my first diagnosis he's like, here's where you are. I think he knew kind of little about me and then I'm bullheaded. And I just I'm kind of a doer and just want to get things done. And he's like, look, you want to be up here, this is what you're trying to achieve your path literally to get there is going to look like this. And essentially to you listeners, what I'm drawing in the air is just crazy swirls. You're going to go up, down, left, right, what have you. But what you want to track is essentially that you're slowly trending to the finish line. You're slowly, which would be health, wellness. So he's like, Don't be too hard on yourself. That one day, seemingly, you're more operational, and the next, you're struggling with the most mundane. So that resonates, and I'm so glad to even have that visual, in a sense, so I can kind of just step back and look at the overall progress. So, yeah, with that being said, there's another note here that... uh, actually worth mentioning both Earl and IV had and has had a Hertz reaction where things in fact got worse before they got better 110% but as the protocols have continued the Hertz reaction has minimized and minimized and minimized so it's more so balancing out it's a more steady there's not as much craziness going on as I'm waving my arm in the air over here but <clears throat> Lyme, as I mentioned, because I mentioned, you know, uh, raised on the East Coast as a kid, kind of a ritual with ticks. Um, It's kind of a misconception that Lyme specifically, although a greater threat in certain areas, that it's not here or locally, wherever you may be. The fact of the matter is, There's been new, fresh, positive Lyme diagnoses and bites in all the 50 states. And based on a documentary I recently watched, they're saying also in eight other different countries. And that's from what we're aware of. I'd imagine if there's updates on this information, it's only going to be worse. Not that I'm that kind of guy I like to glass half full but you know from my research even from that book and I referenced before and what it's touched on the question becomes well well currently are rates going up is it more uh, common or has it been going down well from the information I already come across it's it's only getting worse and worse and worse as time's going on because Lyme isn't just exclusively spread through ticks. It's now being reported that people are getting Lyme through mosquitoes. I'm sorry to share that information with you. I don't mean to be freaking you out. But as we all know, obviously a mosquito with a horrific disease poses a Way greater threat to the transmission and all that than a limited, you know, kind of ground-ridden, can't-travel-very-far-fast critter, like such as a tick. So, anyway, some of the specific things that have also helped on my current protocol is an extreme diet from vetting what you eat kind of similar to you know how we've even been sounding the alarm already on this podcast the importance of sourcing our information that also reigns true regarding what we put in our mouths we genuinely should be asking ourselves in the grocery stores and this and that like should should i eat this is this good for me is it actual substance or is it poison is it toxic so, I mean, that being said, uh, a lot of the things on the list, like it, it's more so kind of generally to cut out all processed foods, cut out all GMO, get as fresh and organic as possible, cut out all sugars, fructose, all that stuff. I mean, if you if you can't just identify and understand like an ingredient on a label without doing crazy research, more than likely, that's just, that's something not good for you, right? Should be like one ingredient. You get a tomato, it's freaking to- a tomato. That's the ingredient. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, just sourcing your food. Oh man, more to come on that, but we'll do deep dives, deep dives on specific dieting and meals and prep and, you know, what I'm doing and what I found helpful. And that and that's kind of the unique thing too, is we're all different and we may have allergens or certain reactions and it's very personalized. The one thing I'm excited to even dive more into personally regarding diet, dieting is an elimination diet i want to try the vegan one i want to try the carnivore one and see even between those like well shoot what helps brain function what helps my skin what helps what do i feel better on what do i sleep better on and by cutting out all that stuff is you know being cognizant being aware is you start integrating things again whether it be some cheese and dairy whether it be you know the veggies if you're on the carnival or meat when you're on the veggie you know uh just being aware and notating and journal journalizing and because i've heard amazing results from all ends of the spectrum so there's got to just be a middle ground for everyone but what what is that worth you know for you to achieve essentially your best state you know I personally feel okay to try a month on this one and try a month on that one and slowly integrate things in between. Totally worth it. And I'm excited. And I'll share all that as I'm going through with it. Maybe you will even be able to tell. I don't know. But let's take a minute. I want to take a minute and express some gratitude and thanks to Caitlin K. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to my friends and family, even though we have had our challenges. I thank you for your support. Truly above all, I want to thank God for bringing everything together. Truly for being my greatest champion. I am extremely excited for the future. And the impact that we all can have together. Bless you. Thank you for your time. Have a wonderful week. I feel like I might need to start integrating an ending sound or I could just click funky. But thank you for your time. Let's uh, jam out soon.